<laughs> All right, Jesus, we just want to thank you and praise you for Bruce. Thank you for his heart and how you've made him and, and knitted him together. And uh, thank you for what you've stirred up in his heart to share. And we just pray right now, Holy Spirit, would you just empower Bruce to be able to just bring the exact words for the people in this room tonight, that you would just move in power through what Bruce has to share. We just invite you to come and have your way with us through Bruce tonight, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Corey. Okay. So just as an intro, this shirt, it says, I'm entitled to be grumpy. That's, um, you know, if you pay attention. And my daughter is horrified that I'm wearing this in public because it's one of those things I just wear around the house because it's one of those shirts. Anyway, so it was a gift from someone, yes. Anyway, so anyway, so this is the first time I've given a message here. Um, could well be the last. <laughs> so... So listen carefully. Um, I've, you know, God's been talking to me about a lot of stuff, you know, for a long time. You know, I've, I'm 41, um, so I've tried to sort of distill, you know, all the most important things that you know I've learned about God and that God's taught me, and and you know, distilled it. So we should be here about five minutes. Okay, so, um, so if you're going to fall asleep and you want to tell anyone later what I talked about. Um, I just want to talk about the heart. I want to talk about um, the importance of not letting your heart get hard um, and, and how to keep your heart soft. So I've, I've been a Christian a long time. My, my parents are Christians. I still remember when I was seven, um, just that you know, first time of, of praying to God and really just knowing he was really, really real and just feeling, you know, just the presence of God in my heart. And I was only seven and, and you know, there's been ups and downs in my life since then for sure, but I've always known he's real and I've always just, just felt him in my heart. I've never doubted that he wasn't there. I, I was a very boring teenager. I didn't go through a big rebellious... Um, phase. Um, my dad died when I was 16. That was really tough, but still, I just, I knew God was there. And um, then in my early 20s, I, I didn't complete my university course, and, and that was tough as well, but I lost confidence in myself, but I, I never lost confidence in God. I always knew he was there, and, and I've just always had that relationship with him. And um, you know, since then I've got married, I've got four kids, I'm trying to act like a grown-up. Um, and yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs. And But yeah, I've, I've just always, you know, felt God was real, known in my heart that he was right there. And that's always been just the most important thing to me. But, you know, over those same years, you know, I've had friends who've come to know God and drifted off or who've, you know, just had some dramatic thing and, you know, now they're like atheists and whatever. And, um, yeah, just that's made me think lately and God's been talking to me about, about the heart and the importance of the heart and, um, 
what is it that you know that keeps keeps someone keeps me in that relationship with God and um and that you don't you know turn away from him or or fall away um so just talking about the heart the the gospel you know the good news you know Jesus died on the cross so my sins can be forgiven and I can have that relationship with God that's the gospel is everything and that's what gives you life but sort of a fundamental under that is the heart you know in the same way I can only live for four minutes if I stop breathing or four days if I stop drinking water that the heart you know the condition of your heart is essential for life so like the gospel is what transforms your life but the heart that receives that is so important and Jesus talked about this and I just want to read from Luke uh, chapter 8 verses 4 to 15 if you want to follow along Luke chapter 8 verses 4 to 15 a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town he told this parable a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path it was trampled on and the birds ate it up some fell on rocky ground when it came up the plants withered because they had no moisture other seed fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants still other seed fell on good soil it came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown when he said this he called out whoever has ears to hear let him hear his disciples asked him what this parable meant he said the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you but to others I speak in parables so that this is a quote from the Old Testament through seeing they may not see through hearing they may not understand and Jesus says this is the meaning of the parable the seed is the word of God or the gospel the, the good news the word from God those along the path are the ones who hear it the devil comes and takes the words away from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it but they have no root they believe for a while but in the time of testing they fall away the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear but as they go on their way they are choked by life's worries riches and pleasures they do not mature but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop so Jesus says it's about the heart that the word falls on so yeah this is just really important the condition of your heart and not to say the condition of your heart when you first hear the word is going to influence the whole rest of your life but we just always need to be aware of the condition of our heart always being aware of if we've got a hard heart or, or hard attitudes that might be stopping what God's got for us getting through and growing in our lives so the normal progression in life and what people sort of assume is normal is for your heart to gradually get 
harder as you get older. You know, grumpy old man isn't a cliche for nothing. That's just, people expect that. That the trials, the tribulations of life will harden your heart. You will harden your heart to, to God's doing. You will harden your heart to what, you know, to relationships and to other people. And um, just as an example, you know, that conversation that three or four-year-olds have with their parents. Mum, what tree does bacon grow on? And it's like, no, honey, it doesn't grow on a tree. Where do we get bacon from? We get it from pigs. And it's like, ah, I'm, I'm not going to eat Peppa Pig. You know, or, or the first um, time you have fish and chips for tea after you've watched Finding Nemo. It's like, but mum, fish are friends, not food. So a soft childlike heart understands that these are God's creatures and it takes a certain hardening of your heart to say well you know I'm going to eat these creations of God and I'm not saying you know we all need to become vegetarians because (laughs) the season we're in now it's normal for humans to eat animals but the soft childlike heart sees that as wrong because in the Garden of Eden God's creatures didn't eat each other it wasn't part of God's original perfect world. You know, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, every, every, the animals, they all ate plants. It's because sin has entered the world, the broken nature of this world, that people eat animals and animals eat each other. So after the flood, you know, just um, sort of clarifying, after the flood, God said to Noah, Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you, just as I gave you the green plants. I now give you everything. So it's not a sin to eat meat or to, to eat, but it's, it's still part of our fallen, broken world. So, you know, I wonder what Noah thought when God said that, you know. All his life, he was 600 at this stage. God said, oh, you can start eating animals now. You know, but he's 600 years old. He's just spent a year cooped up in a little box with all these animals he's probably thinking <laughs> cool so but he's, you know but that's like it's a hardening of your heart you know it's like a grumpy old man thing so but you know the kingdom of God is, is not going to be like that when Jesus returns and is fully reigning on the earth there's a verse in Isaiah it says the wolf will live with the lamb the leopard will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. The young ones will lie down together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on my holy mountain for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So when Jesus returns and comes and reigns in power, there'll be no more bacon double cheeseburgers. And some of you might be disappointed about that. There'll still be mangoes, there'll still be watermelon, there'll still be strawberries, and there'll still be chocolate. So it's okay. So I, 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 did, I mean, that's sort of an example. I didn't want to get sidetracked on, you know, the vegetarian thing, but it just was an example of, you know, a three or four-year-old, they go, that's not right. But, you know, we say they grow out of it. 
it's not a growing out of in as much as it's a hardening of a heart and hardening of an attitude because we just say that's normal and it is normal now you know vegetarians are a small minority and maybe they've got softer hearts than the rest of us but um <laughs> so this progression this hardening of the heart this what we accept as normal i just you know we need to always be reflecting on that what am i thinking is normal that's not normal what am i what is normal now in this age that won't be normal in the kingdom to come so we look around the world and you know we see people starving we see we see people sick we see you know broken people that should break our hearts and it doesn't sometimes because we've hardened our hearts um you know there's a a saying i googled it and it's it's one of those ones it's not really clear who sort of said it first or even what the original quote was but it's if you're if you're not a socialist at 18 you have no heart but if you're still one at 30 you have no brain so that's that's kind of being a realist isn't it you know everyone at 18 wants to save the world everyone at 18 thinks you know everyone should just share everything we could just one big happy family but maybe when they get to 30 particularly if you've been successful and you've seen that some people you know do take advantage of the system you think hell no I'm not sharing my stuff and that's that's the normal hardening of the heart you know as a young adult you you look around you see the way people live their lives you make judgments and you decide that that shouldn't be like that and you know so we get people making judgments on doll bludgers and refugees queue jumpers because you know we make our judgments out of hard hearts but in the kingdom of heaven you know what we're accepting as normal hopefully will not be normal there's a um a verse in proverbs so so just sorry just go going back you know that the wisdom of the world is you know your heart will get hard as you get older you know that it's part of you know normal life to just accept that we eat animals it's part of normal life to get to 30 and go I'm not a socialist anymore but the real wisdom of god is in in proverbs 4:23 above all else guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life or another translation is above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it so we don't want to get hard hearts we don't want to be grumpy old men we want to have a soft heart we want to you know as it said in the um where Jesus is talking about the heart that actually produces fruit it says the um sorry just going back in my notes those with a noble and good heart hear the word and retain it so we don't want hard hearts we don't want to be grumpy old men we want noble and good hearts we want soft hearts so sometimes you know the book of proverbs is is hard is a hard read and some of it i think is it it's a grumpy old man dishing out advice on how not to turn out like him because solomon he was a grumpy old man and he did harden his heart to god it says in 1 kings 11 3 and 4 he had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines 
and his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. So he hardened his heart. He got led astray. He worshipped other gods. Unlike his father David, who, you know, despite his mistakes, turned back to God and had a, you know, as it says, he's a man after God's own heart. So that's why Proverbs is full of advice on how not to be a grumpy old man because that's what Solomon was. You know, he was full of wisdom, but his heart was not good. So what's God's heart like? What's God's heart like? You know, what, what's God's agenda? What's he wanting for our hearts? The first thing sort of that Jesus said when he was just starting his ministry, this is one of my favourite verses, is when he gets up and says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has appointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So that's God's heart. That's what he wants. You know, that requires a soft heart, a good and noble heart to desire these things because if we judge the poor, we say, you're poor because you've sinned or you're poor because whatever. We don't want to set them, you know, we don't want to bring them good news. Now if we see someone who's a captive because of their mistakes or someone else's mistakes, we judge them. You know, we don't want to set them free. So we don't want to have hard hearts the captives need to be set free. The blind need to see. Okay, we don't want to harden our hearts and give up and say it's too hard. We don't want to become comfortable and complacent in our own relatively safe, comfortable lives and harden our hearts to the needs of others. Okay, and another um, passage that I love that reveals God's heart is when Moses is talking to God and Moses says, this is from Exodus 33, starting at verse 18. Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But... He said, you cannot see my face, so no one may see my face and live. And the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. I'll just skip a bit. So he gets, um, this is because he smashed the the tablets with the um, the Ten Commandments on them. So he, God tells Moses to chisel out two new tablets. So he, do, he chisels out two new tablets and he goes back up. And Moses standing against the rock. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, 
maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. So this is Moses, whatever it was, two and a half thousand years ago, whatever. It's like the, f- the first time God sort of said his name and revealed his heart to a human. And that's what he says. Who am I? The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. That sounds like someone with a soft heart. We have this picture of God sometimes. I mean, not saying we as in hopefully not we, but sometimes we do have a picture of God as the grumpy old man in the sky. He's, he's judging us and, you know, wanting to come and destroy the world because of the sin. But no, this is God, the gracious, compassionate God. And sometimes, you know, we look at the Old Testament and say, that's God the Father, he's the grumpy old man in the sky. And, you know, the New Testament, Jesus comes and he's, he's the soft-hearted one. No, that's not, that's not the case. God has, now is, and always will be the gracious and compassionate God. Okay? He's not a grumpy old man in the sky. So I don't want a grumpy old man heart. Hopefully you don't want to be a grumpy old man or a grumpy old woman. I want a soft, childlike heart. So, just in case I'm losing your attention, I'm taking a leaf out of Miley Cyrus's book here. <laughs> if you want to keep everyone's attention, you need to remove clothing. <laughs> okay, that was a, a cheap ploy to keep your attention and to keep you listening. Okay, so I don't want to be a grumpy old man. I want a soft, childlike heart, okay? So there's a story in the Gospel, in Luke chapter 18, verse 15. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Enter it. So we want soft, childlike hearts. We don't want grumpy old man hearts or we won't even, you know, receive the kingdom. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay, so when you first meet God, experience God, it's all about the heart. You know, you're so excited, just like, woo. But, um, you know, that passion, that, you know, excitement can die away. And, um, and sometimes we replace that with just a commitment or religion or, you know, just following the rules. But that's, if you do that, your heart dies, okay? We don't want that. So it's always, you know, the most important thing is your heart. And the enemy wants you to have a hard heart. The enemy wants you to, to give up and harden your heart. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest battles. But, you know, so you always want to keep your heart soft and real. Now, so the, there's important things. I, you know, I've gone on for a bit. 
just the important things that I feel that, that we need to do to keep our hearts soft towards God and towards each other's. So forgiveness, I think, is the, the most important thing. You need to forgive yourself, you need to receive God's forgiveness for you and you need to forgive others, okay? If you sin or fail, the most important thing to do is turn to God, ask for forgiveness, turn to whoever you've, who's sinned against you or, if, if, sorry, if you've sinned against someone, ask them forgiveness. If someone has sinned against you, even if they don't ask you forgiveness, you need to forgive them because unforgiveness is one of the things that will destroy your heart, will just harden it, you know. It's like a wound that heals badly, you know. It just leaves scarring and hardness. So forgiveness is the most important thing in keeping a soft childlike heart and maintaining that relationship with God and with others. You know, kids are like that, you know. They can have the biggest fights and my kids can be screaming at each other. I want you to die, and like five minutes later, they're playing like, you know, they just forgive each other and move on. Whereas adults can harbour grudges and resentment for years. You know, it's a, we don't want that. We want soft, childlike, forgiving hearts. Okay, and worship. Worship is another thing that's really important in keeping a soft heart. That's one of the things I love about this church is the emphasis on worship. There's, um, you know, back when the vineyard was first being birthed, there was a, a vision. Um, Bob Jones, I think it was, had that, you know, the banner over the vineyard is worship and mercy. And, you know, worship is about, you know, engaging with God. It's about that relationship and that softens your heart, you know. It's not about, this, you know, doing religion. It's about a relationship. And if you're always aware that God's there, that, you know, you're there, that, keep, that keeps your heart soft. And, you know, worship is like, I mean, not just the worship that we do here on a Sunday, but every day just acknowledging his greatness, his goodness, you know, living your life worshipping him, that will keep your heart soft. And, you know, worship and mercy. Mercy comes out of that soft heart. You can't really be merciful if you don't, if you don't have that soft heart. So doing the stuff, you know, that's another thing that we, we do here, the, the vineyard thing. If you're not doing the stuff, it requires a certain hardening of your heart because we see the need. We see captives that need to be set free. We see people that need to be healed. We see brokenness in the world and God wants to fix that because it's not right. But if we don't do anything about it, that requires a hardening of your heart. You go, I can't deal with that. I can't help that person. I can't. I'm not saying, you know, one person can change the whole world, but one person can do as, as much as he can, as much as God's got for him. So ignoring that need to do the stuff hardens your heart. And again, not saying that it's about doing the stuff. The stuff has to come out of the heart. Because at the end, the stuff will be gone. Now it says um, in 1 Corinthians 13, 
Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. So it's not about the stuff. Okay? The stuff is something that comes out of our heart when it's soft to bring you know, the kingdom to the world, to bring healing, to set the captives free. And when we don't get the stuff right, when, you know, pray for someone, they're not healed, or, you know, you want to help someone and it doesn't work out, don't let the failure of that harden your heart either because it's not about the stuff. It's always about your relationship with God. Um, So, yeah, just... Also, one other thing that's telling you it's not about the stuff. When Jesus is talking, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Now that verse frightens me it's like how could there be people doing doing the stuff and not even know god but that's jesus said it <laughs> so and you know when he says away from I, I never knew you away from me you evildoers that's like so it's not about the stuff it's about your heart it's about whether It's soft, it's whether God's working in your heart, you know, whether you know him. Um, And yeah, I love this church. I love that that this church is about that, that it's not about performance, it's not about, um, you know, religion. It's, it's, we emphasise that here and that's why I'm here, you know, and that's, I'm emphasising again tonight. So, um, you know, and it's funny the things you hear around the traps that, you know, someone, someone, someone. My wife heard from someone that visited this church. They were horrified there were so many divorced people here. Like somehow we weren't upholding God's laws on marriage. Or, I don't know. They'd come from a more traditional church and they'd come to visit us. Anyway, so they made a judgment on the people here that, and the church that somehow we were doing something wrong by being accepting of divorcees here. Now, that's a hard heart. That's saying, you know, it's religion. It's saying, you know, these people need to be following the rules to fit in. That's, you know, I'm glad that divorcees feel comfortable here. You know, yes, you know, God's perfect plan is for one man and one woman to be together until they die, but stuff happens. You know, we don't want to harden our hearts to what God's doing. And one of the things with, you know, Jesus' heart, and when he walked the earth, sinners felt comfortable around him. He didn't compromise the law. He didn't change the law. You know, one of my favourite stories is the woman caught in adultery. You know, the Pharisees were rejoicing because they'd found this woman sinning. They brought him to Jesus, brought her to Jesus and said to him, by the law, we can stone this woman because she's caught in adultery. 
And Jesus didn't change the law. He didn't water down the law. He wasn't some, you know, soppy new age liberal. He just said, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. And that's really important. You know, you want to have a soft heart. You want to not judge people. But we can't water down the truth and we can't compromise. Now, that's really hard. And most people get that wrong, one extreme or the other. Okay, They either judge people and say, well, divorcees shouldn't feel comfortable in your church, or they water it down and say, you know, everything's okay. It's about the heart. Okay, It's not about the behaviour. And I want to be in a church where sinners are accepted, but where God's standards are upheld. And that's a heart thing. Anyone is welcome here. I'm not going to judge you. And this is the church where people are welcome and not judged for their sin. But it's a, a church where God's standards aren't compromised. And we don't water down God's truth. We don't water down his word and say, well, that's okay. But we say, you know, there's forgiveness, there's healing. The kingdom of God is coming and all will be restored. So I think I've gone on pretty much long enough. Um, so, yeah, I just what I really wanted to impress upon you is the importance of your heart, of keeping a soft heart, and of, you know, as you go through life, the enemy will attack you, stuff will happen to you, people will attack you, and your heart will get hard if you don't address that with God, if you don't walk through that with God, and just be aware you know, I'm 41 and I've had some ups and downs and recently God's been talking to me and healing me of my heart and I find myself doing stuff and realising God is softening my heart. You know, there's things that I used to do that I don't do anymore, you know. Jude comments on, on it all the time. But just the way I treat the kids, the way I treat her. And it's not coming out of my striving or you know trying really hard it's coming out of God healing my heart so what I, I wanted to sort of finish up on is just the importance of, of the heart and you know one of the things I love about this church is Dave <laughs> I've, I've, right, I've teed Dave up for this um, you know the, the grumpy old man not talking about Dave, the grumpy old man has, <laughs> has allowed his heart to be hardened by the stuff that's gone wrong in his life, you know, and you can be a grumpy old man by, you know, 21 if you, if you let that happen. But, you know, I just love Dave. You know, my father died when I was 16 and he was a grumpy old man at, at 52. And I look at people like Dave and it encourages me, it gives me hope. So, sorry, <laughs> getting emotional. Um, so I just wanted Dave, you know, for anyone who wanted to, to pray for you to pass his heart on. Because Dave has a soft heart. Dave has a, a pure and good heart. And stuff's happened to him. He's been through, you know, a lot of stuff. But he, you know, he... He just loves God with his whole heart. He has a soft heart. 
And I just really felt, you know, that that would be good. If, um, you know, just from what I've talked about, hopefully you've sort of, I've rambled a lot, but hopefully, you know, what I've said has, has been helpful. And, yeah, I just thought it would be really helpful if Dave could pray for some people and um, and just, you know, pass his soft heart on. Because, um, you know, the story of Solomon, you know, God said to him when he's very young, he said, you know, I'll give you anything. And he asked for wisdom. And he got wisdom. But he, his heart, you know, he, he didn't guard his heart. So what, what Solomon should have asked for wasn't even, you know, he didn't ask for riches. That was good, okay? He didn't ask for power. He asked for wisdom. So he did pretty well. But he didn't ask for a heart like his dad's. That's what he should have asked God for because if you've got a heart like God's or a heart like, you know, King David that was, you know, says he was a man after God's own heart, you don't need wisdom. You don't need anything because it's all about the heart. So Solomon had wisdom, but he he didn't get what he needed. Um, You know, he, he made bad choices. He, you know followed after other gods, became hard-hearted and, you know, Israel fell apart because of that. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, did you want to come up, Dave?